We're the Trail Chums. I'm Emma. My name is Kat. And you're listening to our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about everything that scares us, all the fears and phobias that we have related to all the sports that we do. So that's climbing, hiking, and a little bit of running on my part. Not so much on Kat's part. And for me, it'll be just climbing. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get started. I think probably the best way to start talking about all our phobias, because it is the month of October, so we might as well talk about all our fears, is potentially to talk about the one that we encounter the most, or specifically Kat encounters the most, with our new hobby of climbing, which we started a few months ago. So Kat, let us know. What terrifies you the most in the world and how are you <laughs> doing climbing when you have that phobia? I think it's worth kind of putting the whole like fear of falling heights, all that into context. Of uh, That was the reason I started climbing, not because I wanted to overcome it, but because we had a friend, friend who thought it was funny for me to face that fear. And so we, were, we both went to... Uh, climbing wall of auto relays I still remember the day with fear um and yeah I just remember looking at that what felt really really like tall wall um and thinking "Mm, I I don't think so (laughs) not this time um and then I don't know somehow um I got dragged along to bouldering after that um after having the worst time um on a regularly like auto relay wall I thought "Mm, Maybe bouldering will be different. Here is no security whatsoever except for a mat. Um, And yeah, it turns out I'm still super scared of falling, still super scared of heights, and somehow I go climbing several times a week anyways. So um, I think it's been really interesting to sort of face that fear that um, the fear of falling isn't necessarily something that has to limit you from doing things that puts you in the position where you get scared. Um, but yeah, it's definitely still something I, well, you experience it every single time that Emma like runs up to a wall and climbs and woohoo. And then afterwards I have to like give it my shot and then I get stuck like halfway up the wall and Emma's always like, oh, you should just like commit, commit, (laughs) do it. And I'm like, no, thank you very much. I am just going to jump down. And I think it's a, a really, really big difference in how the both of us climb. Um, because I am so limited often by my fear, and especially on things where I, like, slabs, where I'm scared of, like, scraping down, and I have all these scenarios in my head. So I think it's a really limiting factor in progressing in climbing mm-hmm. um, at the speed I'd like to, which is a little bit unfortunate, but I think it's also something that I've just had to come to terms with. And I think especially Jen Sense, reg- like, last video, where she talks about her fear of falling, because I think as, like, one of the only uh, female climbers on the internet, that like, at least on YouTube, um, it's been really nice to see that she also, after climbing for years and being really good at it, still struggles with that fear. Yeah, I think that potentially sometimes not having <laughs> that fear makes me do a bit more dangerous things, which isn't necessarily always a good idea. I definitely get way more injuries than you. So That's I think not so that, true. Uh, that is actually n- not true at all. I get I, dumb injuries more than you. No, you get like bruises. I managed <laughs> I get to scrapes, sprain but... my ankle. That's... And most recently this week, I messed up my knee. Um, by just climbing a route that I've done like five times just because I wanted to to see if I could do it again, which has meant that I have not been able to walk properly for three days. So I'd say, yes, you get like scraps. Um, and somehow the fact that I'm more careful 
um, means that I still end up with the more injuries, the more serious ones at least. Because have you gotten injured yet at all? Um, climbing? No. No, yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. I, I like that streak, but mm-hmm. I've I've had a lot of scrapes and bruises and yeah, but I have those faults. <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing that's interesting is the way, from my perspective, when I interact with you and obviously when we go climbing, I think it's interesting to see that some days the fear factor is definitely higher mm-hmm. for you. So, like, what do you think contributes to making it all the more scarier and specific days versus some days you're almost fine with the fears? I think um, especially days where I'm a little bit, like, shaky, I guess, like, where my body's not feeling its best. Um, it has occurred that I have climbed uh, one, once or twice after a night out of drinking. Whoops. Um, and uh, when you're a little hungover, your body is a little bit more fragile and a little bit more shaky, and I think that really contributes to, to feeling that fear um, because it's really hard to know how hard you can push yourself if you're not feeling your best. So any time where I'm not feeling my best, I sort of get more scared. And I think also when it's really, really busy in the climbing gym, I get nervous around having so many other people around that, like... I was just, like, scared of, like, oh, someone's going to be under me when I fall or, like, too many factors that could play into, like, me having to think about climbing apart from just uh, going up the wall and down again. Yeah, but I think specifically one thing that might be nice to talk about is the fact that you trust technology and ropes even less. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, just, I'm just genuinely curious about this, whether is it because it's higher usually when it's involving ropes or is it like you straight up don't trust the technology of it because obviously a lot of people have gotten injured with climbing a lot of people have gotten injured with bouldering that's a given it's a bit of a dangerous sport luckily your health insurance covers it for you (laughs) I'm not sure whether mine covers mine but we'll see one day um when it when it becomes important but I think it's interesting that you're less secure when you have ropes because like when I have a rope harness and rope on me I will do some dumb stuff because or even just just try a a little bit harder because I know if this is not the right way (laughs) I'm not really going to fall that much anyway and I'm probably going to get caught hopefully going to (laughs) get caught by whoever's belaying me or the auto belay Mm -hmm. whereas that doesn't seem to be the case for you. No, and I don't know why that is because I don't feel like the height really plays a big difference. I think because I'm I'm not as scared of of heights as I am scared of falling. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really well on like standing. You know, all those like tourist attractions where you have to stand on like really tall things and look out on the city, blah blah. Um, or yeah, I, I don't usually have a problem with being high places. I think it's as soon as it's my own physical abilities that sort of have to make sure I don't fall down. That's where it becomes an issue. Um, But I don't know why it makes such a big difference with the the ropes because I definitely, I hated the auto belays the first times and I cannot see myself like going back. I really don't. We've talked about doing it because it's such a great endurance training um, and seems like a great way to get better and because you're able to do these moves without potentially getting injured because you get caught um by the rope um but I just I really don't like the idea of doing it mm-hmm. I hate it I think I trust the auto belays less than I trust another human being because I'm able to communicate 
with another person so I can say like I really want a tight rope so I can feel that I'm being held up but I think I don't know I think just knowing how fragile human beings are it's really hard to imagine that something is not going to go wrong and like some the person belaying me is not going to faint or get distracted or something um, that I really didn't like so we actually went climbing because we wanted to try out the climbing society at our university and it said like oh we're gonna go bouldering and uh, top roping and blah 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 and it's all gonna be fun and I was like oh yeah I'm just gonna go bouldering Woo! and then on the way there um, the guy that runs the entire society was like oh yeah you're you're not going bouldering you're going top roping and I was like "Hmm, yes that's funny (laughs) so we went in and somehow I found myself in a harness up uh, halfway up the wall and having to like get down again by not just down climbing um and it was horrifying I don't know I think but I think it's important to also note that I think Kat did amazing when we were actually top roping she trusted me to be layer which I think was a really big thing (laughs) because obviously when you are pretty scared of climbing you're pretty scared Mm -hmm. of especially of anything with ropes of like the really big leap of faith of trusting someone with your life when you are very afraid of falling and I think it's a very big step for you to trust someone to do that especially someone who hasn't had years and years of experience so I think you really faced your fears that day but I think it was also very draining on you having to fight all those instincts within you which are very normal human instincts like don't go somewhere very high up where you'll fall and die you know seems yeah, pretty normal that's the weird thing because I acknowledge it as a biological instinct that's very important um, so I also don't understand why other people don't have it like it freaks me out when I look at people lead climbing that they don't get scared that they're taking all these chances I, I don't like it I don't like when you suddenly decide to make like try these really hard slabs where it's like on the brink of like what you're physically able to do I don't like it um and it not in the sense that I get like sweaty hands on your behalf I'm just like I, I don't think anyone should attempt something <laughs> like that um and not be scared I think it's really I think for me it's scary that other people don't have this kind of fear um, so that's also why it's really difficult to overcome because it's something that I don't want to get rid of necessarily. Or I, I can, I guess I kind of want to get rid of it, but I don't see myself getting rid of it because I think it's an important instinct. <laughs> but I don't think it's necessarily that people don't have this fear. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that I never get scared. Like sometimes I'll climb up a wall, especially if they're one of those walls where it's overhang then slab so Mm -hmm. you see nothing below you yeah but it's a slab so you can't really just drop down the way you would with an overhang Mm -hmm. sometimes I will get absolutely terrified trying to climb down those Mm -hmm. or even when I am doing some things that are a little bit scarier you get that little rush of fear but I think for a lot of people especially people who lead climb it's sort of compensated with this adrenaline rush that you're getting and you sort of ignore the natural instincts part because you sort of have that sort of security in yourself. You you know, it's fine. It's going to be fine. And maybe it's a delusion. Maybe we are. I mean, we probably are a bit more delusional, like the people that don't experience these fears. But I, I still think the fear is always in there unless there's something actually wrong with the fear mechanisms in your brain because the fear has to be there. It's the human instinct. So I think you can overcome it to an extent without completely losing your understanding of fear in your brain. But it's funny that you mentioned this adrenaline kick because I, I 
I just realized that I don't think I have that. I don't think I get that adrenaline kick from it, which is why I don't necessarily... I think I also have a really big difference in how I climb as opposed to you, where you're very goal-oriented and, like, you'd like to send things. And for me, I just kind of, like climbing around the wall and like the whole idea of sending things is more of like a ingrained part of bouldering that's how you accomplish something in bouldering you send things but I don't think I have that competition element in me and that might come down to that I don't get that like massive sense of accomplishment it's like cool if I send something but it not it's not the best part about climbing for me I think the best part about climbing is like one specific cool move like if I'm able to do like a heel hook on something for the first time or like yeah so like seeing like oh I could pull myself up this one move so it's like specific moves that get me excited that show like I'm physically progressing but I don't get excited about completing things um and I so that's why I think for me like much of the climbing I feel accomplished just being on the ground and that's why I don't push to go further I don't have that like adrenaline like rush need that pushes me to go further but that's in all sports. I've never been competitive in sports. Yeah. Ever. Um, like, I just don't think it's fun. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think I've been competitive in sports, but I think that has more to do with the fact that I haven't really done sports where you can have that sort of competitiveness. But that's but not I think true because you're super competitive oh, no, towards I was going yourself. To, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, but I, am a, I think I'm a very competitive person, and I, especially with myself, mm-hmm. exactly that. So I don't really, it's not necessarily that I want to climb better than mm-hmm. my friends. Like, I, that's not my goal at all. It's just every single time I just want to do a little bit better. And for you, you interpret that as doing a cooler move. And for me, yeah, I just interpret that as, doing a cool move within a route mm-hmm. because often these routes that I'm, shall we, shall we say, projecting, but uh, uh, projecting is a weird term, but... Uh, <laughs> well, you, you project things for, like, one day and then you're like, this is my project. And yeah, no, they're not projects. Like, I think projects are usually things that are outdoors yeah. because <laughs> you really work on them. Things that you work on, yeah. <laughs> so it's I'm not really projecting anything, but I think that the fact that I initially couldn't do it and I have to work out the way to do it mm-hmm. and finally get to the top is, yeah, the sense of accomplishment that I do get. So it's probably, even if I do manage the one move that's pretty cool, I want, <laughs> like, I want the complete picture of it. Like, mm-hmm. I did this move within that route, which I think is pretty fun. But I completely understand where you're coming from. But I think it's also interesting going back to the idea of adrenaline because... Actually, when climbing, I did experience a really close encounter with one of my (laughs) biggest fears that I I really am trying to work on not being afraid of these things because they shouldn't scare me. But anyway, I'm petrified of spiders. They (laughs) they really, really scare me. And it, well, most bugs usually scare me if I'm in a circumstance where someone is less scared because then I can fully fall into this anxiety of, bugs and spiders especially whereas if I'm the only person in the room or if I'm the if there's someone that's more scared than me then I sort of like do take an authority and I can deal with it wow but usually (laughs) if it's just well if it if anyone else is in the room if my brother's at home I straight up this summer the amount of times I had to go into my brother's room and just tell him like listen there's a 
spider in the bathroom. Like, I need you to quick, deal with that before I can shower. <laughs> quick sidetrack. Um, so <laughs> um, for a while, I lived uh, alone with my mom because my brother was away for school for a year. Um, and uh, we don't deal with spiders very well. Usually we would call on the neighbor, but the neighbor isn't home. Um, then we'd call for my dad, who lives two kilometers away. He couldn't make it. So my mom went out to the street for a man <laughs> who was sitting in his car and asked, hey, would you mind coming inside and killing a spider for us? Wow. And he did it. Um, I mean, that's, first that of all, was the amazing <laughs> human being. Like, what a feat of humanity, just helping people um, in need. I thought it was wilder that my mom asked a stranger like, into your house. Yep. Yeah. Well, not even that, but just, like, she was so scared that it didn't matter, that that was ridiculous, that none of us, like, two adults couldn't kill a spider, um, but that we had to take someone from the outside. I just thought it was funny, sidetrack, but yeah. <laughs> no, it definitely is. <laughs> it's definitely a fear you also experienced, but since Kat hasn't actually been climbing outdoors, no, you've not actually had to face this fear. But although I do think it is something that sort of, also incorporated into hiking or anything that you are doing outdoors because you're obviously going into the home of the mm -hmm. spiders. That's their, where they live. And usually on a hike, I feel like it's super easy because you can just walk around a tree. You don't have to go near the spider webs. Like, you can avoid them. It's fine. However, when climbing outdoors, and this, I've only climbed outdoors once, so, like, disclaimer, <laughs> I know nothing. Um, but... When I was climbing outdoors, I realized like there are usually holds that are better than others, and there are some holds that when you're climbing, obviously like you're adapting to what works for you because there are no actual holds. You're just sort of finding cracks and crevices that work for you. And I think um, I have this distinct memory of there being a beautiful little crack that you could hold onto, and would have been like the perfect hold for my hand. However, there was the biggest spider and it's so it, one of those spiders with the really long legs but like not the daddy long legs because I don't mind them mm. it was like thick <laughs> <laughs> so thick long legs and it was just sitting there on the opposite side of where I was like putting my fingers yeah. so like within the crack and in that moment there was really through my brain like that's when I experienced like I just had this fear of oh no <laughs> what do mm. I do so I can either go for this hold and actually climb mm. Or I, there's, no, there's nothing else that I could grab onto. Like, there was no alternative because, believe me, I tried. <laughs> At that very moment, I think it was very clear to me that it is the adrenaline that helps you get over the fears because I was just like, there's, there's nothing I can do. I have to put my hand next to this spider. There's no poisonous spiders in the area I was climbing, so that's fine. Mm -hmm. Could have convinced myself, like, nothing bad will happen. And uh, so, yeah, that's the closest I've ever had my hand to a spider. And I distinctly remember I just like grabbed that hold and immediately reached for the next one so that I can move my hand as far as possible. Should have brought like a spider. swatter up. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, of, like, using that's a the, good idea the for next thing time. in where your, um, hold where your, your brush, brush uh, fits in. Just have a, a tiny little one to bring up there. <laughs> Bug spray. <laughs> they just spray like into all the cracks that I'm... Bug spray is, like, mean. <laughs> and, like, chemicals. So not good for... But swatting them is not mean. Well, you could also use the swatter kind of, like, as a spatula to, like, just leap it off. Oh, that's worse, because what if it jumps on me? 
that was my bigger fear. Like, I think it was the reason why I was able to do that and able to <laughs> sort of face the fear of spiders in that moment was because I was just putting my hand next <laughs> to it. But if it was on me, I would 100% just let go of everything. <laughs> like, good luck, Belier. I really hope you're good at this and paying attention. Just ask the Belier, like, I'm going to let go of the wall now and now you have to, like, pull me up above the spider yeah. and then I'll grab onto the wall again. <laughs> I mean, could have. <laughs> that seems like a more solid idea. So might have to keep in mind next time I go climbing to bring someone who's at least twice my weight. Mm-hmm. Or just really, can really just, strong. Like, or really strong, yeah. Yeah. Or just have like but a usually whole, those kind of muscles. Whole like, group of people who play like one sided tug of war and just like <laughs> pull you up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like great climbing, right? Yeah, you just right. put a harness on and then just stand like a statue uh-huh. until you reach the top. And then you just maybe, maybe you reach your hand up a little bit and tap it. Maybe. But, but only maybe one hand, not. not match it. Maybe not. Maybe you want them to pull you even further so you just like can touch it from below. But yeah, I think that's the main fears that we have regarding climbing or even hiking. But I think there's another fear that is very characteristic and specific to me. Since we did talk about Kat's biggest fear, I think like one of my biggest fears is actually the idea of running in the dark in big cities. And I think it's a very specific connotation of like big cities and places where I might feel unsafe. And mm-hmm. I think this is a fear that quite a few women might get, even though when I talked to any guy living in Glasgow and who's sort of into running, they all sort of disregarded it. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's fine to go running in the dark. You're fine. Yeah, like, I'm sure nothing will happen. Whereas as soon as I mentioned the idea to a girl, she mm-hmm. was like, no, no. I would not run in the dark. And I think it's it's a really relevant thing for me because I really like running. I really got into running, but I much prefer running outdoors to running on a treadmill. And there's but there's the issue of that um it's going to get dark at like two PM in Glasgow very soon. <laughs> That's like a slight exaggeration, but uh it's, it's not like really pushing it too much. Six right now. Right? It's like at six and it's Yeah. It's getting October. to, like, five. Yeah. And it's October, mm-hmm. which is, can we just say, like, that's super sad. <laughs> it's really hard to deal with when it's just dark outside. And it's it doesn't really yeah. get light out until 7.30 Yeah, is when it starts to actually get light out. Mm-hmm. So I have a very limited time frame in which I can actually go run outdoors. And I really don't know how to go about this fear because I think a lot of it is preservation instincts. Like, I think a lot of it is I've heard a lot of stories that don't really work, that running in the dark as a woman is not really something you should be Mm. doing. Well, we're constantly told don't do it. Yeah, we're constantly told don't do it. My mom um, would absolutely be terrified if I did something like that. And... Let me just know, let you know that um, she has me on my running app. Like, she's my only friend on my running mm-hmm. app. So she can see every single run that I do. So she will know. So you have to, like, manipulate your running app from now on if you decide <laughs> to run in the evening. <laughs> like, she will know I've been running in the dark. So we cannot do that. So I just, I, I really wanted to hear a bit of your insight into if you were into running, like, would you be willing to try and running in the dark 
do you think there's like a possibility of this not being a terrifying thing or even like am I exaggerating is it not as bad as I think it might be um I think for sure like I don't think you're exaggerating at all because I don't think you can exaggerate like a fear um I think every fear is almost always legitimate and then you can work from there whether it's a fear you want to live with or not which is like I guess also phobias like we could both decide that we didn't want to live with the fear of spiders but we choose not to because it's easier just to avoid spiders and of course there's exceptions to that idea of like worse fears and phobias but I think in terms of running yeah I don't run because I'm so injury prone but um, but I can fair. relate it to like walking in the dark or like um, I bike a lot so that's like, very biking true. in the dark um, and I don't have a, an issue with it but I also think I come from a very like safe part of the world which is Denmark um, where I've never really had any issues walking or biking in the dark um, or running from the few times that I've attempted the sport so I don't I don't have that fear um, I think I would probably not run places of where I've heard bad stories like um, but it's the same with walking like when I hear stories about someone getting raped in an alley I don't walk down that alley but I also wouldn't walk down that alley in daylight so I just choose to to be cautious and listen to like that little like feeling in your stomach that if you don't feel safe like running by the canal in the evening um, and that can like vary from day to day then don't do it that day um, and just sort of taking that feeling because I also think it's like a and I think it's a personal choice I think it's really hard to get um, limited by fears and of course I experienced that in, in bouldering um, but I've just kind of accepted that that's the way it is and that I don't want to deal with that fear any more than I'm al- I already am which is I mean, kind of pushing it that you are dealing with the fear though yeah, but like, I, I think could, I could decide to push myself further. Like every time you say, "Oh, you could commit," like or you should commit, like because I always I don't always say like I'm so scared right now. But like when you suggest like just commit to this move, I could push myself further and do that move. But I've decided that it's okay to yeah. when I get scared to jump down, um, and I think it's the uh, the same with. That was a really long tangent, but <laughs> like it's the same with like running or walking in the dark. That um, push yourself as far as you you feel like, um, and then you find your own limits. And I think that's important. So if your limit is that you don't want to run in the dark at all, I think that's completely acceptable. It's just really really unfortunate that you <laughs> have to run on a treadmill because that's really really boring. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's also really interesting because I don't experience fears when I'm walking in Glasgow. But I think it's also very specific about the areas I would run normally and where I would like to run. And I feel completely safe running during the day. Uh, So I always I follow like some of the similar routes around big parks or around a canal that goes for Glasgow. And I think whenever I do it during the day, I, I never feel scared of anything. And usually because I'm running, like not only do you have like the sense of endorphins, so you're like you're feeling great but also I think we discussed this when we were talking about uh, the whole idea of running uh, of doing any sport in your sports bra doing it shirtless and I spoke about how I don't really care running uh, in a sports bra like isn't as scary to me as the idea of climbing shirtless because like when I'm running like I'm running away Mm -hmm. so I'll soon be away from Mm -hmm. anyone that could have like could think anything or say anything to me so you would think, so I sort of experience the same thing when I'm running in, during the day that I think like 
if there's anyone who's a bit sketchy here, realistically, I'm probably in better shape than them. Mm. <laughs> and I'm already w- running, so I'm already warmed <laughs> up, so I can go faster. Yeah. But I think, like, when it's dark outside, I think it's just it's really hard to focus on the aspects of running that I enjoy because the fear becomes so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think it is like sort of that sort of balance of fear versus enjoyment of whatever you're doing is what makes you decide how much you're going to push yourself. Because even when you're talking about bouldering, which I think like, I think it's unfair to say that like you should conquer the fear more or like push yourself more because I think you already do push yourself. And maybe, like, yes, I do say, like, oh, commit and or do that. You could do that move and you feel like you can't. But I think just the fact that you're constantly climbing, like, you know where the enjoyment versus fear balance lives and you maintain it very well. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, you're doing a really good job when it comes to that phobia. But I think I sort of need to, for me specifically, I think like if I were to ever run in this specific city, I would have to find places where I feel more safe. Because to be honest with you, parks in Glasgow in the dark don't really want to do that ever. Whereas walking through the city is a completely different thing because I know the city, I know where I'm going. There's people around me. It doesn't feel scary to me. I know everything will be fine. So I I think there is sort of a balance of, like, maybe if I could find somewhere to run or even someone to run with, Mm -hmm. that would be really helpful. And finding and maintaining that enjoyment level with the little fear, you know? Have you tried running by yourself more? Because you started getting really into running in the spring. So have you, since you got really, like, I guess into running longer distances, tried to run not... Because I guess over the summer it would be late at night, um, which I think is the difference between like running in the dark early in the night where it's dark because it's winter time and then there's late at night at summer because it's late at night. Um, have you tried running sort of in that like time where it's dark but it's not necessarily late or it's dark but it's really early? Well, the thing is like I have ran in the dark in Croatia, mm-hmm. but I've run in the dark in areas that I know are pretty safe. And oh, I'm, yeah, but I'm I guess familiar. I meant like Glasgow because... like Yeah, no, in Glasgow... I, to be honest with you, I, maybe I'm not the best person to talk about it because I haven't really even tried to face the fear mm-hmm. because it just seems like such a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And I know that probably nothing would happen, but I just I can't get my mom's words out of my head where she's just saying, like, don't do that. Well, my mom's words are, you've sprained your ankles four times, you're an idiot, can you please don't do things that'll make you sprain your ankle? And when I called her yesterday to tell her I now kind of messed up my knee, she was like, oh, really? Like, you're kidding me? Um, So maybe don't always listen to your mom, but also sometimes. I mean, that's... Um, But I guess this is the point of, like, have you considered sort of... Because I guess, like, bouldering for me is exposure therapy for my fear of falling. So I guess you could also try just running down to the park and then see how you feel from there. Like, are there people around? Because if you've not even been to the park to see if people actually go on walks during those hours... How do you know? That's very fair. If, if Even just if it's like you go down there and then you still don't feel safe enough to do it, but what if you go down there and it feels completely fine and this is all something that you've built up in your head? Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll have to go and face my fears. And you'll have to uh, follow our journey on the blog. Maybe <laughs> I'll give an update in a month's time that yeah. actually 
running in Glasgow might not be that scary. Sounds like a BuzzFeed video. Like, girl tries running in the dark <laughs> in big city. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, speaking of videos, do we maybe want to talk about our climbs of the month? Yeah. Do you want to start? Uh, yeah, sure. So I think my climb of the month is probably one of the climbs that we did in Berlin. So for those of you who don't know, we went to Berlin this month. It was a lot of fun and you should definitely check out our YouTube video about us going to Berlin. And we went to one of the climbing gyms called Sudblock and it had a lot of fun, fun problems. But one that I really enjoyed was, um, I'm not even sure like what difficulty it was supposed to be. I think it was graded as like a two in their level. Mm-hmm. They do like one, two, four. One, two, six. No, yeah, I, I don't know. They have it's, some high numbers. I can't remember. Yeah, we they didn't have touch them. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't touch the high numbers. I don't know where the numbers end. Uh, but yeah, so it wasn't too difficult of a problem, but it was really entertaining for me because you sort of start and then immediately go into an overhang, which is almost a complete sort of like cave feeling overhang. Um, and then have to do a complete little switch, maybe a little pirouette. Uh, and face the other side of the wall than you were initially facing. So, like, completely switch the direction in which your feet were pointing. And then it's and it doesn't even end there, and then you still have to climb up. So I think it was just, like, a very fun little m- movement that I wasn't really expecting I would be able to do. I don't think you enjoyed it as much, No, Kat. I was about to say, I think that was probably one of the worst climbs I've been on this month. If you've seen our Berlin video, you can see numerous attempts um, that are not so graceful on my behalf. I thought it was great. (laughs) But yeah, we do like very different styles. So what did you enjoy this month? But it's funny because my style is usually kind of like overhanging stuff. Um, And uh, my climb is actually more your style, which is the red one that we both did um, in Sudblock as well in Berlin because it was just kind of like, had like a compy vibe because you had to like do a run start and then like a little bit of compression move. And it was very interesting um, to try something so different because it's not usually a style that's very available um, for the lower grade. So that was really cool. And it was basically just super, super cool. You did a run, and then you did a little bit of compression, and then you had really, really sweaty hands. And then it was hard to do the end, so it took a million years. Um, But it was really cool to get to try something so different. Um, And it makes me uh, want to be better at climbing and stronger so I can actually try comp-like boulders because I think it's a really, really cool style. It's so different from from so many of the other routes that are set in, um, in normal gyms. And I love big holds. Yeah, I think they're no. so cool. I love being able to like hang on to those. So <laughs> Yeah, it was really fun. That's true. That was a really good climb. I can't believe I, I kind of actually forgot about that one. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was it's just the whole idea of doing something that you don't normally experience because I think like that's the thing I enjoyed about the climb that I did is that I never s- experienced like the full switching direction mm-hmm. of where you're going. And I think that was really fun. And yeah, I definitely agree that that climb was super fun. So that was all we had for today. Woo! I uh, thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more, you can watch the other podcasts on YouTube if that's where you're watching it now. Or you can listen to it on Spotify. Woo! Fancy. Yeah, very fancy. Um, you can also see all the blog posts we do on trailchums.com or follow us on Instagram. Same, trailchums. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next month.